Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. I'm sure we probably gonna touch some mental health stuff too a little bit tonight, depending on how y'all's minds are, are wired. Um, my guest tonight, he's a friend of the show. He's been here before, Mr. Matthew Horn. Um, and you know, he has um he has a perspective that's some, like I said, some of you um, may love and may hate, but either way, the information is important for you to have. And the topic tonight is how to be appealing to successful black men for black women. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring him up and then I'm going to let him introduce himself and let us know a little bit about what he does. And we're going to get right into the topic. So stand by. All right. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Horn. Hey, it's great. Great to be back Derek. Thanks for having me. So let everybody know a little bit about what you do and, uh, and maybe you can even once you do that, maybe even just talk a little bit about the, um, you know, about the book and, and what inspired you to write it. OK, well, everyone, my name is Matthew C. Horn. I'm an author and a motivational speaker and a dating coach. And uh, I've been in the industry for 15 years now. I got my first book contract when I was 22 years old and uh, went on to write a total of seven books and which I've sold globally. And I just have been deeply entrenched in the self-development industry. But uh, I was actually inspired to write my new book that we're basing the show on tonight, How to Be Appealing to Successful Black Men for Black Women. Um, I was at a book signing a few years ago at Andrews Air Force Base, and it was actually a white lady who walked past my table and she saw my previous book, uh, How to Get Beautiful Women and Everything Else You Want from Life. She backpedaled and says, I thought you were writing a book to young black women i just she was a christian missionary she says you know i just worked with some young black women they really need to hear from a successful man like yourself on how to prepare for an upper echelon man and uh it's something that resonated with me because i have been going on dates with younger women and i have been giving them knowledge and game and uh just had a heart to want to see them elevate and get in the healthiest possible relationship so it was uh it was all divinely orchestrated uh i, I knew that God was having a conversation with me and I had to be obedient. Gotcha. So now we're going to get into some questions and y'all know I don't have these questions pre-prepared, but I do. I'm familiar with the topic. So this is my first question. Um, you wrote a book about how to get a successful black man for black women. Why did, did you think it was important to specify that it was for black women? Like what, what are some of the things that you um, are aware of, of seen or heard about black women that made you feel like this was the, the, the segment that needed to hear this the most? It was the marriage epidemic that's taking place. Um, the non-marriage epidemic that's taking place. Uh, I was watching the roommates podcast and uh, Chris Broussard, the Fox sports analyst was a guest. And he wasn't speaking in the, in the capacity of, of a sports analyst. He was just speaking as a successful black man. He highlighted that 72% of the, 
of black women are projected to never get married. That is an epidemic number. And so with that being said, I had a desire to see more healthy black households. I want to see the next Martin, the next Malcolm rise up. And I know the power of seeing two healthy, loving and, and rational parents in the household being raised that way and how that positively translates to your, your decision making and your quality of life moving forward in life. So it was just uh, I have love for my black women and I wanted to do my part and make an impartation into their life to say, hey, this is what the top quality black man is looking for. And regardless of what the media says, he is out there. So my next, I guess it would be a question comment is when you say successful black man, can you quantify what that means? Um, as far as like the, 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 the women that you wrote the book to actually help kind of see how these things work, what, what, what category would that man fit into? That's a great question because uh, chapter one is what is a successful black man? I hold the black man accountable. Be before I tell any woman how to appeal to any man, I say, hey, this is the type of man that deserves to be followed. Um, number one, his his wisdom. He has wisdom. He, he, you know, you may have reached a certain place in life. You may have elevated and been successful, but his wisdom elevates your quality of life over time. So that's the man. Not every man deserves to be followed. But when you can see that his presence in your life has elevated you and it didn't take long, like he was an immediate presence and, and you saw a positive change. That's the type of man that should be followed. But just on a fundamental level. OK, he's caring. He's loving. He's consistent. He has ambition and drive. He's never satisfied with where he is in life, no matter how successful that he is, meaning he always has an upward trajectory. And, you know, he's there for you. He's been a presence. His wisdom has elevated you. And, you know, he's been someone that you can watch over time and see is solid through and through. Meaning that he's living life from the inside out. He's not letting the world around him influence him. He's a solid man. OK, he is a presence that influences the world around him. And he's a solid presence in your life. And once again, you see positive change when this man enters your space. That's a successful black man. Gotcha. So do you think, in your opinion, that I hate to say it so broadly, a lot of or some black women <laughs> um, quantify a black man's success monetarily first? Yes. Uh, that's that's very true. And I, I get it. You know, you, you want security. You know, maybe you grew up and you struggled and that's an experience that you never want to have again. But uh, you, you can't make that everything because just because a man makes a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that he has the attributes that are going to translate to a healthy and lasting relationship. It, it's about learning to identify, you know, those progressive, those healthy characteristics in the man. And first of all, you have to be mentally healthy, emotionally healthy. Um, mostly mature yourself to be able to identify those things. Those are the things that are going to last. You know, the material world is fleeting. You can be up one second, down the next. But you want to make sure that you're taking a version of yourself through life that is going to attract and be able to recognize the right type of man who is also bringing a great version of himself through life as well. Cool. So we what we're going to do now is 
We're not going to go through all of them because we want people to get the book. But I'm going to go through. I'm going to give you a couple of chapter titles based on what I know about my folks um, that they probably want to uh, either discuss or hear. So let's start with. Uh, consider the source. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, consider the source. I introduced that very early on in the book because many, many black women are misguided by women who do not have the results in their life that are giving them advice. They don't have the results that the women actually desire. So you have an unmarried woman, you know, who has youth on her side, you know, who's finding her way through life. And, you know, oftentimes she'll have women who have made a myriad of mistakes imparting knowledge and wisdom into her life. And if she is not perceptive enough, then she will accept that wisdom and recreate the results of the wrong source. Uh, I, was, I wrote that chapter to encourage women to not just consider the information, to consider the source of the information. Does that woman or does that man or woman have the results that you desire in terms of a healthy and lasting and loving relationship? That should be your filter that you bring all of your uh, wisdom through that you allow into your space. Because remember, wh whatever you take in, you're going to recreate the reality of the source of where it came from. So so we're saying that um, I'm trying to channel my viewers because it's a lot of them looking. But I think they 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 may be a little a little uh, keyboard shy. So <laughs> so I'm going to channel them a little bit on this on this particular topic um so do you think that the the women that you're talking about that that are getting basically bad information from bad sources um do you think that they're kind of stuck in that kind of rotation and it's kind of hard for them to kind of get away from that because it's all they know or they're just so used to going to these same friends who are who aren't really the best guidance or maybe you know, maybe they should be talking to some men about it. I don't know. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes that's the thing. Like, they, they want to know stuff about men, but they don't ask men. So, um, and I find that that's, and, and sometimes it's hard to find men that are willing to open up and tell you, you know, what's going on. But um, I guess the, the general question would be, do you think that because this is kind of ingrained of receiving this bad information that it's that it's difficult for them to kind of get out of it to a point where they have a clearer focus or or where what are some possible places they can go to get some better information <laughs> i already know what the answer is go ahead and get <laughs> yeah yeah I, definitely but um honestly uh 72 percent of Black women projected to be unmarried, that's an epidemic. When an epidemic is in place, drastic measures must be taken to escape that outcome, okay? You don't have the luxury of staying in that, that, that cycle of bad information and misinformation. You know, you, you have to seek out the people who have the results that you want. That, that's the only answer. You know, it, it, you have to mature enough to a point to realize that if you're taking information, you're applying the information and you're getting the same unfavorable result at a certain point in time, you have to tell yourself that something has to change and you have to be the catalyst for that change. Uh, I have another chapter in the book called Find a Sound Minded Woman Mentor. Mm -hmm. OK, you don't you don't have the luxury of staying 
in, in that circle of bad information with women who have, you know, squandered opportunity mm-hmm. after opportunity. Okay, you have to actively seek out the woman or the couples that have a healthy marriage that, that you can feel and see the, the energy of love between them that have what you really desire and then adopt whatever philosophy that they give you in terms of how to prepare for that experience. That's, that's, yeah. of course, of course, you know, you can go to relationship coaches like Derek Jones or, you know, uh, dating coaches like myself. And of course, you know, I have to flash it. I mean, I'm telling you, I believe in this book. <laughs> this is the best book that's ever been written on the subject matter. I promise you that. 19 chapters of pure truth it it will it will posture you and prepare you for the successful black man so i'm gonna i'm gonna step away from from the book for like two seconds and ask you this question what do you think and we may have already covered it but i want to i want to maybe ask it a different way with that 72 percent that are projected to not ever be married what do you think is the top, in your opinion, the top reason why that's happening? Oh man, it's it's a lot. It's of probably reasons. many. It's many reasons. <laughs> but what, but um, what's the one that sticks out the most for you? I I think that women. I think they meet a lot of good men. You know, m- maybe not like an overabundance, but they meet enough. And what, like, like, here's, here's an example. Here's an example uh, of this right here. Um, I was at a book signing maybe about three years ago. And there was a lady who had a daughter who was engaged to a very good man and had a kid with this man. Okay. Her Mm -hmm. daughter had a bunch of degrees, had more degrees than a thermometer. Her baby's father, you know, fiance was in school working himself, you know, and he was providing. Okay, mm-hmm. this lady did not step to my table with the interest of my books. She wanted to show me pictures of her daughter. Mm. Okay, I told her straight up. I said, "Ma'am, I hate to break it to you, but black men tend to catch their stride around thirty. I said, "Your daughter's in her late twenties. The guy is in his late twenties." I, I, I said, "You send your daughter back out there if you want to." So I'm thinking delusion. Mm-hmm. Unrealistic expectations is what holds many black women back. I'm just being honest. And I, to- and, I, and I told that woman, I said, that man is her match. I said, he's going to turn 30. He's going to catch his stride. And, and then your daughter's going to go out there in this jungle of a dating game. And, and, and guess what's going to happen to, to, this third, to this young 30-year-old man that now has money, that now has success. He's going to get the 24-year-old version of your daughter because he can't. And your, and your daughter will be in no man's land with, with her baby's father. I was just like, please get out of their way. Please encourage her to recognize the good man that is in her space. So I've just seen, uh, number one, taking very good men for granted. And, you know, just number two, just, just thinking that you can you can date and play forever. Things change. As you get older, you progress through life. Think It, it gets harder and harder. So just... Um, Recognize those good men, cherish those good men that come into your space, revere those men, you know, don't make it difficult, <laughs> you know, flow with them, whatever he's giving you, give it back to him, grow together, put one foot in front of the next 
and you know you have a chance to end up in a very good place so so the the a thing out here a lot of times um and i in, in this show is just we gonna keep it real you know you hear women in general but you hear a lot of black women say there aren't any good men and that's why they probably would never get married because the good men do not exist um so i want you to speak about that like the notion that no good men exist how dangerous is that it's very dangerous especially when it comes to the black man uh one of the motivating factors for, for me to write and, and tackle this subject matter was being in my 30s talking to my other young successful black male friends and we were all having the same dating experiences out here there's a lot of very good men you know who will be loving who will be faithful who will be providers who will be everything that you're looking for in a man okay but what's happening is that he he has a certain quality of life and he's looking to maintain that meaning that he's whole we've all been through trauma but he reconciled his trauma whether he got therapy or just came to certain awarenesses and evolved and grew in life. He's made it to his mountaintop and he had to fight to get there. Okay, so subsequently, he wants a woman, you know, that is going to come into his life and, you know, more or less not diminish the quality of, of his life. He wants her to be whole. He, he wants, you know, her to have worked on herself. He, you know, he wants her to be self-sufficient so so and, and to be comfortable by herself and, mm -hmm. and that's the healthiest relationship that that you can have when two people are perfectly fine by themselves and they make the decision that my quality of life is better with you in my life so what i'm saying is that there are a lot of successful black men out here but many of them are choosing themselves because they want to maintain a certain quality of life Right. And so I might read this comment and then I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Um, um, you'll, you'll be you'll be entertained by what I'm about to say in a minute. So Vicky Sharp from Periscope says, yes, my husband was like that when I met him at 19 and he was 21 and he was a good man till he passed away at 64. So condolences um, to, to that for you. Um, it, it's it the dynamic of of us, just even how we connect it's just so weird now and to have and i think i'm i'm gonna make this statement and then i'm gonna come back to the point i was gonna make um it's it's difficult and, and a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to to be something or to be in something and that desperation sets in and then you and, and when you're leading in with the loneliness the desperation and all of that then you can't possibly be okay by yourself because you're going in with a need and a, and a kind of like that fervor of the only way that I can be completed as a woman is I need to have him with me as opposed to it being kind of like a, you know, it's a companion. It's a, it's an, it's an addition to your happiness. So the point I wanted to make, um, and I learned this from you. That's why I say this going to be funny. <laughs> Men going their own way. I didn't know that until I met you when you brought it up on the last show. And I was like, that's that's a thing. Yeah. So 
and they caught, I think it's called MGTOW or whatever, right? I, I think I mentioned this on a, a, a previous show. So speak a little bit about what that means. And then we're going to get into another, like men going their own way. Define that so that, so that these ladies can understand what that means. Because I don't think it's necessarily new, but I think that it's starting to happen more. Okay. MGTOW, men going their own way, are a segment of men who are tired of the realities and everything that encompasses the dating game. They've interacted with enough women to conclude that the experience is just going to be one way and that there's more valuable uh, things that are deserving of their time, energy, and efforts. So they, they, they totally just do away with women and do away with dating or or they limit the capacity that they deal with. And they, they may say, hey, I can date. We might do something physical, but I'm never getting married. I'm never getting in a relationship. There's varying degrees of it, you know, but uh, yeah. So 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 then there begs another question. If and I'm not saying that that's the male population by and large, but. If you have a 72% of black women who will never get married and you have MGTOW men who say, I'm not even really tripping off of that. It, it kind of ends up being counterproductive unless you, like I always say on my show, there's some people that's just cool being, you know, not having that. They'll have experiences. They may even have a partner or a companion, but they're not trying to go all the way. So do you think that that, that, that mode of thinking affects that that statistic as well i would say so but it's just a statistic mm -hmm. if, you, if you look around you know you everyone is seeing the the, the wedding photos and the timelines and mm -hmm. uh in different places and and, and i i was on a date and i saw a marriage proposal mm -hmm. about a month ago i mean right in front of my face right you know so it's happening out here it's the probability of it happening to you is based on how you show up to the man. Okay. Gotcha. Let, let's, let's, let's break this down. One, one thing I say in my book, I say no man is beyond being captivated. Okay. Now, the example that I use is Idris Elba. Idris Elba was the most eligible black bachelor on the planet. Okay. Essence Magazine interviewed him and, and they asked him his thoughts on marriage. He said, marriage is an institution. I've been married. I've had kids. In so many words, he says, I'm Idris Elba and I'm enjoying my life. Okay. Right after he does his interview, he starts shooting a new movie abroad. That uh, One of the nights after he, he was shooting, he went to a piano bar. He saw an East African goddess across from him. They hit it off. And when that movie came out, she was on his arm at the premiere. And then one year after the Essence Magazine interview, where he said marriage is an institution, I'm not doing it anymore, he was engaged. So if the most eligible black bachelor on the planet who doesn't desire marriage can be captivated, any man can be captivated. Gotcha. I I concur. <laughs> um, so 
let's get to another topic. It's a couple of choice ones in here. But first, I'm going to get to Michelle Four from Facebook says, I feel like everything that Matthew was saying about men are the same things that women want. I am not trying to take away from the topic or what you're saying. I agree, but I feel that we want the same. I love my black men. So um, with that, with, with her saying that, um, do you agree that we're both looking for the same thing? Yes. Okay. And one, one, way, one way to get that is this. If um, this uh, essentially, if you're a match for what you really want, it's only a matter of time before you get it. Okay. You, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the, exactly how to word it, but more or less, you can't control who you encounter. You can only control who you let in. So if you're ready for the right type of man, men can holler at you all day, can approach you, try to get your number, get in your inbox. But if you're calibrated to the right type of man, the one that you really desire, then that's the only man that you're going to let in. Getting the right man is a byproduct of you knowing yourself and consequently already being calibrated to that type of man. It's, it's like, okay, I like Mercedes Benz, okay? I can see Audis, I can see Volvos, I can see Toyotas, I can see Ferraris. I'm encountering those, but I'm only letting in the Mercedes Benz because that's what I'm calibrated to. Right. So it's, it goes for the man and the woman. Like, like, like a man can desire, uh, you know, a certain successful, say, upper echelon woman, beautiful, this and that. But if he's not the best version of himself, then he's delusional. So you have to be a match for the type of man that you really want. And that's when yeah. you give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah. And I, the, the way that I, um, I always talk about this similar topic is when you talk about being calibrated to the type of man that you want, the thing that muddies that is your emotions. And I talk about, you know, being needy, um, needy to the point of desperation. And when you do that, your judgment gets clouded and then you can't move with that same energy. You can't move with that calibration to be able to attract the person that's supposed to be for you. Um, and then what ends up happening psychologically is you think that you're calibrated, but the emotions are leading and you keep making those emotional decisions and you crash and burn. And then you say, there's no good ones out there. Exactly. I can't find the right one. What's wrong? Why aren't why are these why do these men suck? And that's not to say that there aren't I'm a, let's be keeping it real. That's not to say there's no assholes out there. They exist. Yeah, they <laughs> right? But sometimes you you you're calibrated to the assholes because of your emotional damage and the trauma and whatever else is going on and you feel like I gotta fill this in to make me whole, then you're gonna find something wrong because you didn't write yourself. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. I, I, I wanna say I wanna say something real quick, right? Uh-huh. So the type of man that can stay in your space for a prolonged period of time is the type of man that you are a match for. If you keep finding yourself with the wrong men who have the wrong attributes, who are there for the wrong reasons, and they stay in your life for a prolonged period of time, 
after a certain point in time, you have to look at yourself and say, what is it about me that keeps letting these men in and keeps letting them stay? That's, that's the beginning of you being prepared for the right type of man is when you're honest with yourself and say, hey, I'm letting these men be here. They're here because I let them in. When you say it's not on them, but it's on me, that's the beginning of you identifying why and finding that resolution and healing. And then once again, recalibrating yourself so that you let the right type of man in. See, yeah. this is what happens with, with a successful black man. Okay. He's whole physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, mentally, and subsequently financially. Okay. Mm -hmm. When he encounters a lot of different women, like, for example, he, he can find an extremely beautiful woman. I've been in this position before. And I, I will say something to her that she's never heard in her life. I say, I see enough in you to date you exclusively but I will not make you my girlfriend until I know that we are compatible. Okay. My definition of compatibility is the absence of frequent conflict, meaning that we can get on the same page. Our values align. If, if I see some things in you that I desire to change that represent compatibility for me, you make those changes, not for me. You make those changes because what I suggested, you develop a relationship with what I said and you say, hey, that represents a, a, an increased quality of life and you change for yourself. Because if you change for someone else, it's fleeting. It won't last. But true change is when you change for yourself. So I'm, I'm trying to explain this. This man has made it to his mountaintop. OK, he is not allowing anything to come into his space that is not congruent with the world that he's created for himself. And, right. and as a real and as a real man. He's not asking anything of you that he has not given to you. Right. So many women have they've encountered some very good men, but they were not calibrated to this man. And he had to choose himself over a diminished quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. What, what you said about. Um, um, they can just it just slipped my mind. But what you was I think what you were saying about saying that we we can exclusively date. But I'm not going to call you my girl until I know that we're compatible. Yeah. That right there, I mess a whole bunch of people's heads up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because, and then, and then in 2020, the, the borders get really muddy because we don't even know what people want anymore. I feel it, it's weird out here because there's there's women out here that just don't give a damn about what the title is. Um, you know, I came up in an era where the titles meant everything. What are we, you know, what, what are we doing? And now it's just like, let's just hang out. But the person who's looking for the long-term relationship, that's a must. You, you have to, you have to kind of vet the person that you're going to give your time, your energy, your money, your heart, all that stuff means something and it, and it can, it applies to men and women, but you really have to be a shepherd over what you have to lose. And a lot of people want to just hurry up, especially like when you talk about the, the statistics of who will or won't get married. And then you got also got to put in the, the, the statistics of 
black men and black women who want people that look like them. And then when you break all of that down, in some cases, there seems to be like to me, it's a level of desperation. Like it's not a lot of them out there. It's not a lot of good ones out there. So I'm a you. Yeah, let's go. What are we? And then when you push back and you say, hold on, let's let's I need to figure it out. If we compatible or not, then it's like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, and that's not, uh, that's not everybody, but it happens a lot. It's happened to me several times where it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you not inviting me to your house? And I've, I've already been on two dates with you. And I'm like, I got stuff to lose. I don't know you yet. Mm-hmm. And they, and, and they would get mad because for them, their pick their trauma is picking for them so they're like i dated somebody who didn't let me over their house because they was married so now when you meet me your first goal is to get in my house but you don't realize that that just turned me off (laughs) so i'm like what what are you doing first of all i haven't even known you long enough to 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 you know we two dates stop <laughs> i get what you're trying to do but stop it so we're gonna go we're gonna um let me let me get a couple of comments and then i got a, i got some topics in in your book that i really need to touch on um i really really need to touch on so alan s wilson says developing harmony is a key welcome brother glad to see you um Michelle Ford says people focus on love and like alone and completely ignore real compatibility. It is key. Um, Chris Wesley Owens says like attracts like. Um, And so now the book. So like I said, we're not hitting everything, but I'm going to hit some key ones that that I know folks are. um, (laughs) That's folks are. um, uh, Kent Logan said when I talked about the woman trying to get to the house, he said it could be a setup. <laughs> you, you're right about that. <laughs> you let him in your house and there's a van roll up behind him. We're not doing that. Um, okay, so here's the first one I want to touch on. Where was it? Let's go. Let's just go right for the gusto. Keep it tight. Let's talk about that one. <laughs> okay. That that is a chapter that developed on its own as I was writing it. Um, keep it tight. I, I was talking about how men are drawn in through physical appearance. So I was I was encouraging women to get in their best possible physical shape, and you know really take their health into consideration, so they can show up aesthetically pleasing to that man so he actually wants to start that conversation but as i was writing the chapter it 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 went further it 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 evolved into keep it tight physically mentally spiritually and emotionally okay if you show up physically appealing and spiritually and emotionally appealing a man is not used to encountering that that's when you have that idris elba situation that's when you captivate a man so I, I broke down um, exactly how to go about, you know, getting physically, spiritually, e- emotionally, you know, on par where you need to be. And I, I show how that translates 
to how the man will desire you. See, a, a lot of what you just talked about with women trying to force the, you know, themselves on men, and, you know, force their hand. You don't have to do that when you show up as the best possible version of yourself. When you captivate a man, he makes that decision, you know, as to what capacity he wants you in his life. And the healthiest relationship and the best experience that you can have with a man is when he looks at you without any coercion from your part and, and says, I want you to be my final dating destination. I see so much in you and I've seen this over time and you're such a departure from what I'm from what I'm used to encountering that it only makes sense that I not play around and I do this and not over a long period of time either. If you show up tight, you're going to get your man. So so my question um, about that is. I, I'm going to I'm going to um, let me just. Um, so if I was a woman and I wasn't tight <laughs> and I had no aspirations to be tight, but I wanted a successful man. And I would say to you, how dare you even suggest the fact that I couldn't get it? What what's the reality that that woman needs to hear about with that, what you would call an upper echelon man and what he actually would need or want from a woman that he may be interested in? Well, the upper echelon man, number one, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally and financially. He's looking for those things in return. He's not asking anything unreasonable from you because he's showing up that way. So it's the it's the 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 pressure is not on him or or you know it shouldn't be on him it should be on you <laughs> you know because oftentimes you know they desire that type of man most women desire that, that that type of man so it's just like well are you a match for him and if you can't say yes and you still desire that then you're delusional so it doesn't matter how offended you are. Because, you know, with every passing day, you're moving further and further and further away from the type of man that you want. I would say to that type of woman, be honest with yourself and stare at the reality of the truth of what it takes to get that kind of man. You know. And with that being said, become that type of woman that's a match or else go further into your delusion. Yeah, I, I feel like um, and in the comments, Tasha um, asked. I forgot where that where your question picked picked off so or picked up. So can you restate that for me? Because I know it's it's probably something good. Cause you said how often does that happen? Okay, hold on. She's typing. I'm feeling that that's corny. I do not feel anyone captivates anyone in all those levels. Men to women or women to men. Nothing is perfect. Mr. Horn? <laughs> <laughs> What's your what's your opinion about that? When you I think what she's getting at is when you said mental, physical, spiritual, you got to show up with, you know, with like qualities. She's saying that that she doesn't feel like anybody has all of that going in. So how can you expect um, to match on all those levels with someone that on all those levels? She's basically saying it's she doesn't feel like it's realistic. Be the best that you can be now. 
even if you're not totally there, work on yourself to get there on all of those levels, because those are components of a person that are going to represent what your quality of life is going to be like over time if you let them in. The successful black man understands these things, believe me. So show effort that you're working towards that, even if you're not there. Okay, no one's perfect. Okay, but it's about a conscious decision to become a better version of yourself every day. That's captivating. To have an awareness that you can improve, to have an awareness that there are things about you that you identified and taken ownership of that aren't the best, that aren't going to translate to a healthy union with a, with a high level black man. Okay. When you're taking ownership and taking responsibility for those things and that man actually sees improvement, not lip service, but he, but he sees real improvement over time. Then, then that's when he's going to feel safe, you know, keeping himself in your space. So do right. the work on yourself. Just, just do the work on yourself every day. Uh, love yourself wherever you are. Love yourself and accept the reality that you can improve and become the best version of yourself with every passing day. And that man will honor and respect that. Yeah, it's it's um, in my experience, and I know a lot of people, you, we've seen this happen a million times where the expectations of what your match should be, what they look like, how much they should make. It's like way up here. And then you probably may not have anything that that person would want, but you feel like you, you need to, that, that like, that's the person for you. And then you get your feelings hurt when you realize that that person isn't necessarily looking in your direction. Um, and it happens on both sides of the fence, right? We have men that, that look at, unrealistic expectations of what a woman's supposed to look unrealistic expectations. I keep, I must say that again, unrealistic expectations of what the woman is supposed to be for him. And he has none of it and vice versa. But tonight, you know, the topic is about women, black women. Um, <laughs> hold on. Tasha's typing again. She uh -oh. says, I'm sorry. Either a Negro want me or not want me, not need me. Determine my best version of me, not someone else. Blind folk can't proofread my best version of me. Maybe I'm misunderstanding something. I need to confirm to someone to conform to someone else's desires. Not so. <laughs> um, I think that I think that that in translation. For for what you're saying and what she's saying, I'm gonna try to sum it up a little bit, and and you can correct me, um, Matthew, um, if I miss something. Um, I don't think conform is the word. I think that when you are for yourself, the best version of yourself, and what you feel like your qualities are, and then you should know. Or should be working on trying to figure out the type of man that you would like to have. The qualities that he would like to have. Or that you would like to have in him. So that hopefully one day when you run into him, the things will match up because you've already been working on yourself. So it's not, I don't think 
what Matthew was saying was, it's a guy out there that wants you to change up everything for him and you better conform or you're not going to have a man. I don't think that that was the sentiment. I think it's more if you are kind of living in a state of kind of like whatever and lacking, you're not working on yourself and you know you got some things to work on, but you want someone to show up that's already worked it out. It's really not a fair equation. So I don't know if you want to add to that, um, Matt. Yeah, it's, it's something that um, we, we have covered before, you know, in this interview, how, um, you know, once again, that man is not going to ask anything of himself that he's not giving you, number one. And you, you, no real man wants you to change for him. He wants you to change for yourself. Because I, I, I've personally seen women try to do certain things that I've suggested. That, that would bode well for them and bode well for our relationship and this and that. But they made the changes for me, not because what I suggested made sense to them. The The only change that is lasting is change that you make for yourself. And, you know, to what you were saying, Derek, it's really about the version of yourself that you're taking through life. That man is going to recognize that. Right. You know, he's not going to want you to, to if he's going to bring you into his space, he's not going to want you to have to make a myriad of changes anyway. Right. You know, he, he he's going to see certain things that, you know, w when you live from the inside out, OK, changing for somebody else is from the outside in. OK. Right. The only significant and fulfilling life comes from when we live from the inside out. So you want to be working on yourself for you so that you can have a better experience and better navigate life and make better decisions and be able to identify better things for yourself, such as the right type of men. So when you're the best version of yourself for you, and that man is the best version of himself for him, then it's only a matter of time before you all come together and remain in each other's space, not just encounter each other. You both look at each other and say, hey, this is my match. And subsequently, this is my final dating destination. Right. So um, Tasha says, I've never been like that, expecting someone to change. Um, and so before I get to the next um, topic, because we're not going to run, like I say, we're not going to run through all of them because I want people to get the book. So in context, we have to talk about talk about it in this way. Um, we're not talking about all black men we're talking about a segment of the black male population and then we're not talking about all black women we're talking about the segment of black women who say that they want and need a certain type of guy and what their thought process is so if you have personal experiences or you're the type of person that says i would never want that or i would never do that there's a large population of women out here that may not think like you. They may have the thought process of, I want this type of guy and I shouldn't have to do anything but be cute. I shouldn't have to bring anything to the table because I deserve it. And I think, and, that, and that's a, a very simplistic way of saying it, but because there's, this is a multi-layered topic, but I think, and like I said, there's men that do it too. But I think there's a lot of people out here that 
assume that they deserve something and they really don't understand the dynamics of how these things match up. Um, and then people will say, well, the person that's supposed to be, and this is just me kind of paraphrasing. This isn't necessarily Derek. This is just things that I hear. The person for me, even if I'm messed up, if I, they just going to have to deal with it. I'm, they just going to have to, this is who I am. So you're going to have to accept it that I'm, that I'm not going to work on myself, that I don't have any aspirations. I'm not even going, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing, but you better show up though. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that think like that. And it's destructive to success in dating and success in having a long-term relationship because there's effort that has to be put in on both sides. And there's a lot of people that are like to Matthew's point that are delusional about their expectations of what they feel like they deserve to have, but they haven't looked in the mirror yet. So I don't know if I illustrated your point, uh, Matthew, but <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> you know? But uh, entitlement is real. Entitlement yeah. is real, but entitlement only hurts the delusional party. Because what they say that they qualify for, if they do not qualify for that in reality, they won't be able to have that. Right. They might encounter it. You might encounter that man. And, and as soon as he begins to see certain things, he's out of there. And a lot of women, they take for granted the, the power of giving a man a great experience. Okay. You, you can have a woman that has 50 degrees, successful um, you know, independent, all that good stuff, which are great qualities and great attributes, you know. But then let's say she's combative and, you know, she has a super strong personality and she, she tries to control everything and this and that. Okay. You have that woman A and then you have woman B, you know, some some beautiful, you know, young woman that, that works at Starbucks. Okay. Keep in mind, this man is already financially set for the rest of his life. He's, he's already proven that he can keep a job, have a vision for himself and improve himself financially and move up that trajectory. He's already proven that. Okay. So you have this young girl, you, you know, who doesn't have all of the bells and whistles of the previous girl, but she's easy to be around. She's not challenging him for, for, for no reason. You know, she's not combative. You, you know, she has a good personality. She's personable, meaning that you can take her in different environments and, and things like that. I'm telling you, that man is going to choose the second girl every time because he's looking at his quality of life and his experience. It, it doesn't matter, you, you, you know, the material possessions that you have and this and that, because that's not going to translate to a better quality of life for the man that's already created a great quality of life. He's looking for the experience. And, he, and, and, and his accomplishments oftentimes neutralize you know your accomplishments he's just as accomplished he might be more or, or, or you know teetering on being right there with you so he doesn't care about that stuff he's looking at what is my quality of life and what is my experience my daily experience going to be when i'm with this woman that's what means more to him than any material possession you know in, in, any decoration that surrounds your name in, in, any attributes in, any of that stuff He's looking for an experience. Gotcha. 
And um and, and Tasha says, maybe if 20-year-old Latasha was listening, I may be able to translate. Almost 50-year-old your girl Tasha is beyond that. And I would say, Tasha, you are absolutely correct for Latasha Carpenter. And that's and and that's and that's the that's the thing that we sometimes have to do within ourselves is when we hear people talk about statistics or we hear people talk about this is how a lot of people are speaking and talking and saying that they want a certain person type of person and all of that. And then there's the separation between that in your personal in your personal uh, experience which may be an anomaly to the statistic those exist so if you say i would never do that you're right for you but there's a lot of people out here that are the opposite of your mode of thought and i think that when we take ourselves out of it and we all have friends that that or family members or co-workers that you know really need to put some work in on themselves before they start looking for this type of person that they feel like that's the only type of person that I'm going to, you know, look for. I don't know why they're not checking for me, but I'm not selling for less than that. And you know, they got work to do. We all know these people. And I think the sentiment here is if you good, be good. But some people need to hear that, that you got that you got some work to do. Um, <laughs> she says, I'm always calling her a unicorn. That's right. That's you. That like you like there's very few people out here like you. That's why I'm like, you got to take yourself out of it. There's a lot of women um, out here that that. Um, and I'm saying women because that's a topic tonight. OK, because I know somebody going to be like, why you always talk? Why you talking about the women? You look at the title. <laughs> so so so. Okay, so now the comments are coming in. In the beginning, it was like a little light. So, um, Kent Logan says, we most certainly like peace. Um, Tasha says, oh, I would tell another sister or brother they are tripping, being authentically me. So, I'm going to get to this one question that someone has for you. Um, and then I want to get to, we on, we had an hour now. Um, and I know you said you had some time, so... I maybe want to get to like one, definitely one, but maybe possibly two more um, topics in the book. Um, but the comments is taking over now, sir. So we gonna have to we gonna have to engage these folks. <laughs> so so which is good. Um, so and I'm a I'm a butcher the heck out of this name. Um, I, I I don't Nania Shizuru Clemens. If I messed your name up, I apologize. But she says, what are three top qualities men are looking for in women? Okay. Three top qualities. I, I would say beauty, a very solid mental health, and a good heart. And a Mercedes Benz. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't come for me. She said that was perfect. So, so, <clears throat> and I want to, I want to do a little, little tiny add on to that. Um, because it's subjective, right? You, you also have to look at 
who that man is or the type of man he is to quantify what he's looking for. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to make, this is my opinion, such a broad generalization to say, what do men want? And then you take those three things that Matthew said, or three things that I say, or somebody else says, and you run with that. And then you go so hard there that you find someone that ain't even none of those three, but that might be the match for you. <laughs> you follow me? Like, yeah. <clears throat> because this is what I do know. You can take a person who wants to be in a relationship and then you add in some mental health issues and some trauma and some, some destructive behavior and excuse all of that. <laughs> excuse all of that. And so... We're talking about best case scenarios here. We're talking about people that, that that are saying that they're ready to date. They're ready to be in a relationship. They're ready to, to pursue possibly marrying someone. You take those qualities that Matt talked about. There's probably you said the top three is probably it's a list. <laughs> but those are the top three that he gave you. And then. We also have to look at when you say what are the qualities that men are looking looking in for women Then you have to look at. What qualities do you need to work on for you in order for you to be marketable? Because we're all marketing ourselves when we're out here to the type of person that wants those things. So I hope I said that correctly. Um, <laughs> uh, Michelle Ford says different perspectives don't make other perspectives wrong. Do what fits you. Be open and being open doesn't equate change. So I think. Like in my travels, because, you know, I got a couple gray hairs on my chin. Um, it's so many. It, life is complex as it is. People are even more complex. And finding that person that fits, it's like a 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. But the one thing that you can control is you. So when Matt says work on you. You can control that when Matt says or when I say this is what we know that a lot of men are looking for. And you have 30 other men that says, yeah, they're right. And then and this is just I'm, I'm playing a character and a woman may say, man, I ain't worrying about that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do me. I ain't worrying about that. You just now shut yourself out of the competition because now you didn't you didn't listen. You didn't listen. And <clears throat> for an example, it's not a lot of men on here, but every man on here, when he talked about being his peace, we all raising our hands. Mm -hmm. So you can't be the person that say, I don't care about giving him his peace. He just gonna have to do, you know conform to whoever I am, you now that took yourself out of the market. And then that same person will say, there's no good men out here. If you're the woman that knows that you turn up and you're not peaceful and all the men around you are saying, we want peace, you're shooting yourself in the foot. And so that's, that's a character I was just doing, but there's a lot of women out here that, that will say these words. He just going to have to deal with me because I'm crazy. No, he don't. <laughs> he don't have to. <laughs> he don't have to. There's some men out here that like that now. 
but he don't have to. And you don't have to accept the label of being crazy. You can change that. <laughs> you, you can you can change all of that stuff that made you crazy. You might have to go talk to a therapist or something. Cause you keying cars and punching holes in tires and throwing the couch over. You 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 might need to go talk to somebody, but you don't have to accept that title. You could be, you know, I, I like my bathrooms to be clean. I I I um, you know, I like a certain type of perfume. I I, I like walks in the park. I like reading books, but I, I'm crazy. He just gonna have to deal with. I'm just jealous with everyone so he just gonna have to deal that's who i am you shooting yourself in the foot um <laughs> i'm gonna get to some of these comments i, I swear i'm trying to get back to the uh to the chapters <laughs> I, I swear i am um uh wait, wait wait um chris wesley owen says right because the okay looking brother can absolutely become beautiful I'm going to get back to Tasha's question in a second because it's a loaded one. Um, Nania Shizuru Clements from Facebook says, yes, dating is hard out here. Um, Tasha says, yes, those are the crazy maker women. Um, Chris Wesley Owens says, like I said, men want peace. And Michelle says, and so do I, Chris. <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world, we would all grant each other a little bit of peace of mind. Um, Tasha says... Define beauty. Well, that is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> yeah, be be beauty is beauty is always going to be subjective. But one thing that you know you can control is, is being in your best physical shape. You know, it is it's going to create a radiance and a glow. Um, you know, your diet, your health, your nutrition. You know, just having your best possible physical appearance, you know, and let the man decide outside of that what his definition of beauty is. But beauty, you know, I, I guess in, in this perspective is making yourself the best uh, physical version of yourself, you know, to present to the world and to present to that man. But honestly, beauty, the most important aspect of beauty is going to be from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, of course, the outside is very appealing, but you want your inside to match as well. And that translates to the experience you want to give him, the, the type of heart that you have. You know, are you a, a, a pleasant person? He's looking for those internal attributes, because believe me, there have been many successful black men who have encountered some jaw dropping beauties. OK, including myself. I've, I've, I've had quite a few. And the internal was so egregious that it overshadowed how gorgeous she was externally. So understand, understand the most important aspect of beauty is internal and do everything in your power to enhance your external. Yeah. Uh, Tasha says, thank you, inside out. Cool, y'all have met <laughs> on the level playing field. Cool. So, um, so piggyback, I'm going to piggyback and then, I'm, and then I'm, I'm going to get to at least, at least one more... Um, one more topic from the book, but this is my personal experience. And this is also, you know, what I see in the coaching and just, and you know, people, people don't realize that, that people who, who are <clears throat> the good, good coaches, um, we're always assessing 
the environment around us. We're always looking at how people are interacting with each other. And that's how we kind of make some of the um, conclusions that we do. It's not just because we just we know everything. And so when you talk about beauty. And we we talked about the exterior things and everybody like, you know, whatever your preference is. But the inside part, especially when you are dating someone or in a, or, or growing a relationship. And, and I emphasize the word growing the relationship. That <clears throat> peace that you grant to the other person showing up and kind of being there to to accept who that person is that you've decided to be with and, and having a, a, a safe space to share, to, to do those things that you're supposed to do in a relationship makes me want you even more because when I see you, I may like what I see, but I need you to quote yourself, Matt. You said the apps it's the absence of conflict with that thing. You always say about the absence of conflict. Yeah. Com- compatibility is the absence of frequent conflict. When you have frequent conflict because you're not working on and trying to grow. Then you become ugly to me. And you see this. When you see a lot of these really beautiful people and the two beautiful people get together and then people are like, they look so good together. How, why are they divorced? Why did they break up? It's all that stuff in the middle <laughs> that we got to work on before we could ever say. You know, this person, uh, um, you know, is or isn't a match for me and all these other things that these lists that we built, you got to look at the package and. To the point of the topic of this show, if you do not make yourself moldable to what you desire. So, like, if you desire to be in a loving relationship where everybody's, you know, communicating the way they're supposed to and loving on each other, you have to come in there willing and able to communicate. You got to come in there willing and able to provide the peace. You got to come in there willing and able to. Uh, give the appearance of something that that person saw in you and you have to give them that so that you can continually and everybody has a part to play, but this is a show about black women. So we're going to talk about that's what we mean by putting in the work before you show up. Because if the other person has done the work and they show up, it's going to be a misfire. Mm-hmm. So when that person eventually crosses your path, you want to be ready for that. I think that was the tone of of this whole thing is to just be ready. Um, And what's that saying? You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Exactly. So work on getting ready. Work on being happy in here. Like I said on the other show, give yourself a hug in the mirror every morning to say, hey, I love me. And then when that love energy for yourself comes out of your pores, when that person shows up, they're going to be like, I like that. That don't smell like trauma to me. (laughs) (laughs) so so let me so let me um get a couple comments and then i'm gonna get one more chapter in here because i know we we uh by the time i do this we're gonna be probably an hour and 30 minutes um chris says problem is y'all be chasing that outside beauty and uh 
Chris Wesley Owens says, peace. And then Michelle says, yep, you go from Idris to looking like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so, so that's true. And I think a lot of people, to, to Michelle's point, we forget about being attracted and we get comfortable. And what she's saying is you meet him and he's Idris and then he gets comfortable and then he ends up looking like a like a zombie over time because they already got you. And you have to realize that we all have to do that because it's it's hard to fall into comfortability as humans. But we have to realize that all of that stuff is part of the puzzle. And you got to come, hopefully, come in to the situation knowing that you got a job to do too. You got to show up ready or as ready as possible, right? We talked about in the beginning, there's no such thing as perfect, but be as ready as possible. And if the other person knows that you almost there, but they see you working on it, then it's probably still going to be a win. Yep. But if you say, you know what? I got about 35 things that I need to work on and they just going to have to deal with it. I don't need to change. I'm me. Don't be mad when that person says I'm good. It, you got <laughs> so, so Alan S. Wilson says we all need to learn conflict resolution. Man, if that ain't a word, I don't know what it is. It, it's it's tough out here, man. Um, so the chapter I want to do, and I want you, Matt, to tell me if we covered this or not, because I know we probably jumped in and out of some a lot of these without even knowing it. Um, let's do. Did we talk about stuff that that's in it means nothing to him? Did we do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we did. Just, just in terms of all of the material possessions and all that kind of stuff. You know, titles, degrees, all that stuff. You know? What about the defense rest? Did we do that? Um, to a degree, I, I can touch on it very quickly. Okay. The, the defense the defense rest is that is when you come out of every relationship. And you took away from the relationship and the relationship didn't take away from you. Okay. When you when you take away those jewels when a relationship ends or when an interaction ends, you become more evolved. And what happens is that you actually trust yourself more because you have a broader perspective of men and women and a broader understanding of men men and women, which better equips you to date better and not experience those unfavorable outcomes because you've evolved to that point. Um, so when you've really taken away from the relationship and didn't allow the relationship to take away from you, which translates into baggage, what, what happens is that you go into the next situation, the next man or woman that you're interested in, and there's an absence of baggage and you're not defensive because you're more evolved and you took away from the situation and didn't let the situation take away from you. Um, one way to do that is to simply look at yourself and say, what did I do to contribute to the demise of this relationship? Okay. And you say, what did that other person do that was unfavorable? Even if I didn't know I didn't like these things before I met this person, but what did this other person do that represented, that represented incompatibility for me? If you look at it from both spectrums, you grow. And you once again, you walk away more evolved and you take a more trusting version of yourself through life as opposed to a defensive person. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's. Um, <clears throat> I would say, by and large, um, 
that's one of the hardest things for a lot of people to to kind of get because of that, because of how our emotions um, work. Um, and you, I, I would say this. We'll probably we'll never be able to control every emotion the way we want to. But when you achieve a point in your life where those emotions aren't making your heart decisions for you 100 percent. That's the holy grail. It is. <laughs> that's the holy grail. And I and I talked about this on a, on another show. Um, it's talking about men. When you can have something that tempts you right here and you say, I'm good because I see past this. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hardest things to do. But when you can get to that point. Then your decision making for the people that can get into your personal space. You have more discernment. And when you have more discernment, the people that come into that space tend to be better qualified. You may not always hit the 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 target of having, you know, this is miss right for the rest of my life. But the quality of the people that enter that that space starts to look a little different. They start to look a little more qualified. And then you can say, OK, I'm making better decision. This feels different. And when you can do that. That that's golden and that's for men and women. But we're talking about women tonight when you can check that trauma, when you can check. And I say trauma like probably about 20 times a night. It's a real thing <laughs> when you break up with a guy. And it's bad. That's trauma. Right. You have to choose you. You got to choose you. You got to make yourself happy so that you go into the next situation with a more intelligent decision making mind and focus. And. um, So I'm just saying that to say. And I and we've said it a several times in the show, but the things that we repeat, these are the things you got to these, these are note. This is notes you got to take. Mm-hmm. You because we know this people can show up on this show tonight. People can show up in your lives every day and say, I'm good. I don't need this. I don't need that. But then we have friends. That will say that in public. And then when we on the phone with them, they like, man, I wish women, man, I wish I had somebody. What? Which one are you? <laughs> which you got to choose because if you want somebody you got to show up like someone who wants somebody but if you're telling the world I don't need anyone don't be mad when no one shows up exactly. that's my quotable of the day <laughs> yeah. so so um, spin, spin City is here she said the vibrations match happy from within instead of putting trauma on others. It's not fair or right. Um, and she said that the people that I'm talking about this kind of doing that double speak. She said they're lying. Um, so let's do one more. Uh, and like I said, you can tell me because we probably jumped in and out of a bunch of these. Um, let's try. He has to have more than me. Oh, man. <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and bam. I'm gonna do that for you. <laughs> Get that in. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 
it's not anything too deep. It, it's it's just an understanding of uh, you know, I, I introduced concepts that the concept of the white supremacist power structure and and how on a plantation I look at I look at myself in my thirties in the prime of my life, um, being six foot five. You know, if if I was purchased, you know, from a slave auction and bought back to the plantation, uh, I I represented hope. Okay, for the rest of the slaves, and and if the slave master got wind of an energy change based on my presence, he would say, "Everyone gather around," and he would beat me to the point of near death, and and probably you know sodomize me as well. You know, that's that's what happened on the plantation. But he wouldn't kill me because he has to get his money out of me, my labor and my reproductive value. OK, the same thing happens on the corporate plantation. Uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll see the gay black male and the black woman elevate above the straight black male because they don't want that black woman to be able to look to that black man for strength. OK, with that being considered. You have to look at the man. He might not have all of the bells and whistles and decorations as you do, but does he have an upward trajectory? Does he have the nature to be a provider? Is he loving? Is he caring? Is he consistent? Is, is he a, a presence in your life that has enhanced you in ways outside of the monetary and the financial? And you have to under, understand that you know the the system is set up so that the black woman elevates higher than the black man and i'm not making any excuses because if that black man wants it he can get it uh I, i'm a living testament to to that so just take into consideration that your match may not have as much as you but he is a match because he's showing up the right way and he's not sitting around being lazy playing playstation all day you know, asking you for your car while you're at work and all that kind of stuff. We're not talking about that kind of man. We're talking about a man that is in the game, but may not have as much as you. So just keep your eyes open for that, that your match might not be exactly on your level. And one way that I put it, you know, in the book is that you may have to take that trade guy to your corporate party. <sighs> that was a, that... <laughs> That's that one's really um, I want to say it's personal to me a little bit because I kind of been in a situation. Well, oh, we're not even going to talk about me. Let's talk about black people in certain regions of the country and certain areas where it tends to be more white collar than not. Um, it, it's it's a trigger for me. Um, the people who say. Um, and it's a show we're talking about women. A lot of women will say, I have my masters. So my mate has to have, and I've heard this so many times, he has to have at least a masters or better, or he's not even getting a hello from me. And I look at that and I say, so you just excluded a whole lot of men because of that piece of paper that you feel like is the the epitome of what success looks like. And as we know, once you once you grow up, you realize that it's some people that's working in HVAC that's making way more than the masters do. If you're talking about money, you may be better fit emotionally with someone who doesn't have a Ph.D., 
But when you have those hard lines like that, these are the same people that end up being single and 70 because they still looking for all of the things that we need as humans. We the the masters only really talks about. I don't even know if you can even say financial because it's not a guarantee, especially now. (laughs) So so when you when you do that, you once again, you're setting yourself up to not have the kind of happiness that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so part of showing up ready is acknowledging the fact that maybe your criteria may not be realistic for you. You got to that's part of doing the inside work. You're going to have to you're going to have to understand how humans work. You got to understand that there's a lot of good men out here despite what a lot of women will say that there's 0% so I'm not even I'm not even going to look because there's none. Not true. When you do that and you say there's no good men out there, but if I do find one, he got to have this and he got to have this and he got to have this or else I'm not even going to entertain him. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like you, you really got to self-evaluate what your needs are because a person who and then, and I see I've seen this most of my life and I've dated a few of them this really 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 successful but emotionally empty and then they look and they need someone to validate them or to kind of nurture them emotionally but they don't look for that they're looking for somebody that's on the same level as them as career wise and I'm like Sometimes you don't get them both. (laughs) Sometimes you don't get both of them in the same person. And you have to now say, am I going to open myself up to someone who may not have the PhD that I have? He may have a bachelor's. Ooh, right. He may have a bachelor's. He may have a bachelor's, but he's (laughs) right. He's taking, he's taking, he's taking care of me where I need to be taken care of. And I'm happy. You'll never know that. You will never know what that feels like because you're always looking. And I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of men like you. You really have to look at the mentality of someone who is way up here. A lot of women aren't going to be the type that this man is even looking for. So you already you got it. And Matt and I talked about this before the show. You got to look at the person that you that you think that this is who the the perfect man. You got to think about that type of man and what he wants and what he may want, because it's a it's a different mentality when you're dealing with a man that make four hundred thousand a year. His thought process and his lifestyle is not the same as somebody who's making fifty thousand. That's just how the world works. And you can't say, well, I only accept a man that makes four hundred thousand. And that 400,000 man, he's looking, he may be looking for some arm candy. He may not even be looking for all the stuff you're looking for. And you're like, well, I still need to have one because that's what I always thought I would have. Shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I want you to speak to that a little bit, Matt, because I know you got some menu on that one a little bit. I can feel my spidey yeah. senses are tingling. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I, I definitely do because 
once again, the, the man is really looking for an experience, you know, and like some of them, my situation. Okay. Single in my thirties, I've written seven books, you know, I, I have, you know, a, you know, a couple of nice possessions and, and all that kind of stuff, but I don't identify with that. Like when, when, when people meet me, they will have no idea of, of what I've done because this is the material world and it's fleeting. It can all be gone just as fast as it came. So the type of man that you can build a healthy marriage and relationship with, you know, for the long term is someone who's living from the inside out. He's not, you know, he can be educated. He can be prosperous. He can have nice things. He can be decorated. But you're not going to know that upon first glance because he's comfortable in his own skin. He understands that circumstances can change around him in an instant, but he can be solid enough that he will not change no matter the circumstance. Right. And he's looking for the same thing. Um, honestly, that type of woman that, that uh, you know, I'm, I'm so educated. That's my identity and this and that. They scare me. And, and, and let me explain this. Okay. They have a minimum of $250,000 in student loan debt. Okay. Minimum. And that's just being nice. That's being generous. It's more than that. Okay. Type that into the salary made repayment calculator. That's $880,000 of student loan debt by the time they repay it back. That type of woman identifies with the material world. So she's going to have a certain car. She's going to live in a certain place. You know, a lot of the stuff we put on credit cards and this and that. And so in reality, she's $1 million in debt outside of her mortgage. That's scary stuff. To, to, to the type of man who is financially well off, but also is very money conscious and cognizant to continue to make the right decisions so he can maintain his freedom. A lot of a lot of a man's uh, a lot of a man's peace is uh, dictated by his level of financial freedom. You know, I, I, I pride myself on living below my means, you know, and, and it's beautiful to wake up every morning when you're finished sleeping. You see where I'm coming from, being able to have whatever you want to buy. And not going too too much into it, but if I want something, I get it. I'm not financing. You, right. you see where I'm coming from? So I see a woman like that, and she identifies with the material world as her definition of success. I'm like, ain't no way. I'm 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 that kind. I don't care what she looks like. That conversation is over before it starts because she's a threat to my quality of life. Right. I, right. I made it here by being, you know, financially astute and, and having a healthy respect for money. And I'm looking at her like that money is is just ciphering and you know cycling through her hand. We don't match. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that and that point about matching, um, and, and knowing that the key here is, and, and the key in because we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up in a second here. Um, the key is when you talk about matching, when you talk about showing up ready, you gotta you have to really understand that. And not every successful man, but a lot of successful men have a relationship with money to where they don't ever want to lose it. They want it to keep growing. And when you show up, you can't show up in a space of I'm looking for a man that is going to, like you said, it's that I'm going to siphon off that because I feel like I deserve it from him. And he's in a state of what are you doing? 
because I got to make sure that this keeps going. I got to make sure that this stuff is taken care of. And now you have a mismatch. So maybe if you say, I want this super successful guy who's good with his money, you got to show up as a partner to that. You got to show up as someone that's going to be a companion to that and not somebody that's going to potentially, you know, destroy it because you have your needs and you you need to make sure that you have 300 uh, Chanel bags because you need that in order for people to know that you got your Ph.D. or whatever. Right. And I'm just I know somebody going to say something, but that yeah. that's that's a real it's a real thing. It it's a real thing. And then when they when you have birthdays or holidays, you better not come less than. You know, you better make sure that you buy me this or our relationship is invalidated. And which you have to realize, too, just a side note, it's some men that do that. They're going to give you all of that stuff. But then that's all they do. I need y'all catch that. <laughs> you think you're building this happiness because you're getting stuff. But that's all they do. And the growth in your relationship stays stagnant because that's all they're doing. And you and he may be emotionally inept at this point because that's all you're doing. We see it all the time on social media, showing off everything that you're doing because you want everybody to think that y'all are balling like that. We just went on a yacht today and I see people online they go on vacation every month. I ain't talking about staycation. I'm talking about vacation. And I'm thinking, where do y'all work? <laughs> like, what, like, what kind of PTO is that? Like, they literally be out. And I'm like, what? are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this because you think that that's what everybody else wants to see? And when we talk about growth, your growth is like this. You can take 300 vacations. But the substance needs to be there. Um, I'm going to get a couple comments. And then on the other side of that, I'm going to let you speak to um, any topic or, or any closing thing you want to say or whatever that you feel is important. And then we're going to um, we're going to start closing out. But I want to try to get some of these. Uh, Dana Nicole says, love that both need to have the same relationship with money. Amen. Um, and so to piggyback off of that. When she says need to have the same relationship with money, these are things that you can find out early. People don't people don't have these conversations because I don't want to run them away. So I don't I don't want to ask. Or, and when I say on all my shows, most of my shows, if these serious grown up questions runs them away, they're not for you. We talk about basic grown up combo <laughs> early. I, you don't even have to be my girlfriend yet. What, what, what do you, <laughs> I need to, I need to, because I'm feeling you. It might go somewhere. We're taking the time to get to know each other. But before we go there, before I get all involved, do, do you like key and cars? We gotta have, we gotta have, you know, how, how do you, when you argue, what do you, you, you slamming, you, you throwing pots and pans or you, is that is that who you are? And I'm saying that facetiously, but there's some things that you need to know that are deal breakers for you and that are things that you need to know in order for you to feel secure. We're not 18 no more. Like we we got things to lose now. 
I don't care how much you make. You got something to lose. You got kids probably. You got stuff. You got stuff. So you owe it to yourself to have a, a vetting process for these people. Like you're going to end up hurt. And then you're going to end up being that person that says, everybody's bad. Everybody, I ain't nobody out here good because look at how I've been treated. I'm going to, if you ever tell me that, I'm going to say, you did that to yourself. It's hard to hear, but you did that to yourself. Um, So hold on, Matt. One more, two more. Um, hey, listen, I'm here, man. I'm, I'm here. I got you. I got you. But, but. I, I always affectionately say I don't want to go two hours, but it ends up being two hours. Um, but people are, see, this is the thing. Most of the time when the show goes two hours, it's because of the people that's commenting. Because <laughs> I'd be, I be done like at an hour and they'd be like, so what's this? So, and the thing about it is I love them to death. So I, I like to make sure that they get their questions answered. Um, Dana Nicole says, my father always taught me that before marriage, both need to seek a financial advisor. How do each of you look on paper? Is this someone you need to invest in? Um, Latasha Carpenter says, my ex still brokenhearted over me not being the mad black woman. Yeah, um, like I said, we're complex people, man. Um, and, and, and because we know that, you owe it to yourself to figure you out as, be as best as you can. Because there's no way you're going to find the one if you don't even know who you are, mm -hmm. we, we like, I know people going back to work and not cause I be out in traffic and traffic don't even seem like it's COVID anymore, but you have, and, and I trust me, I know we got people, we got kids and distance learning and all that, but you got to find some time and some space to really make an assessment of who you are. Um, because that is, the primary thing that you're going to need to assist you in having better results. Um, so Matt, I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to let you choose whatever you want to add or talk about. And we just going to let it flow from there. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Okay. The, the, the last thing I wanted to focus on was uh, the last chapter in the book, chapter 18, before I go to the bonus chapter 19. And chapter 18 is called Emotional Availability. And I was blessed to have an experience uh, right before I started writing the book. Uh, you know, and, 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 I, and I, I didn't necessarily state that this was from my experience in the book, but it's, it's so detailed and it's so explicit that uh, anyone can probably deduce that this was my exact experience that I had. And I'm giving a firsthand account. But um, you will encounter good men. And I'm speaking to, to my beautiful black women out there. You will encounter good black men. But one of the worst things that you can do is not be emotionally available to him when you encounter him. And how this happens is that there's a you, you keep compromised men in your space. Compromised men are men who are not into the interaction and into the relationship as much as you are. OK, they're stringing you along. They're here one minute, gone the next. It's very evident that their interest isn't there, but you see qualities in them that make you want to hold on and hope that maybe you all would get on the same page. Okay. And then what happens is that that man or those men are in your space. And then the right man shows up 
who you're actually into. And he's into you the same way. But he's having conversations about the future. He sees you as everything that he's ever desired, personified, right in front of him. He's giving you everything that you wish you would have gotten from that other man. But he understands that your emotions exist in duality. He feels that you're not giving him everything that he's given to you. And it's, it's fine to a point. When you all first meet, you all had a life before you met each other. He has some women in his life. You have some men in your life. But guess what? He doesn't anchor himself or stay connected with women who are not in it the same way that he's in it with them because he values himself. Emotional availability is based on self-awareness and self-respect. You're aware of, your, of yourself enough to know what you deserve in terms of someone being involved with you just as much as you're involved with them. And you respect yourself enough to not let anything linger in your space that is not a reflection of that. So you have a woman with a good man in her life. The feelings evolve. Love enters the equation. But he understands that her emotions exist in duality. And then he brings the conversation back to himself. And he says, you know what? I deserve someone who's into this just as much as I am. And if I stay with her, even though I may love her, if the right woman comes along for me, that's fully emotionally available, I'm going to be just like her. Keep the wrong men out of your space. Value, love, and respect yourself enough to only keep men in your life who are moving toward you the same way that you are moving toward them. If that is not the case, rid yourself of these people because you will meet good men. And guess what? If you're not coming toward them the same way that they're coming toward you, that self-respecting high echelon black man will always choose himself. You are absolutely right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so this this in this little little extra point, I'm gonna get a couple comments. Um, <clears throat> the only way that you as a woman can protect yourself from not being emotionally and for the man um, that is ready for you, that is emotionally available and you're entertaining this other stuff. The only way for you to kind of get back to center is to do the work and establish the happiness within yourself so that you can have, we talked about this earlier, have the discernment to know who belongs there and who doesn't. And it's hard, right? It's hard. We're human. We want some, we, not every, because like I said on, on one of the last shows, there's some people out here that will claim they don't have any emotions and they could care less. But we're not talking about y'all tonight. We're talking about like regular people that, that know that they feel away when they're not with somebody or they feel away when they see other people out here that are in relationships and they wish they had one. It's human to feel that way. When you step out here and you entertain people out of lack, out of loneliness, out of desperation, out of all of these things that we've been talking about. You let those people in your space. And then the person that is on that frequency and is calibrated to you is like, Phew! 
And then you're like, what happened? And then what you do, because that person that you let in, they're going to ghost you. They're going to do something. And then you go back into the lonely space again. Then you bring another one in. And then the calibrated dude that's supposed to be. But guess what happens? While you entertaining all of them, your calibration is gone. <laughs> you you got to Now you got to recalibrate just to be ready the next. You know, if somebody else, you, you lost it. You lost it. And, and, and as I'm hearing Matt talk about this stuff, I'm like, when you're entertaining all of this stuff that's not meant for you, you're losing the stuff that you supposedly worked on to get you prepared for it. Then you got to come out of these situations. We talking about feelings now. You're feeling away. You're a little hurt. Now you got to resolve that before you can even get back to the calibration. But what we do is we go date somebody else. <laughs> we gonna go find another one. We gonna find another one. We don't be. We won't be out. We want to be by ourselves. It's human to feel like that. But you got to fight that urge in order for you to have better results. You got to fight that urge in order for you. To maintain your peace. Because if you are unable to maintain peace, how are you ever going to translate that over to the man that you're looking for? That's the other quotable of the night. <laughs> you can't show somebody else and give somebody else peace of mind if you don't even know how to get it for yourself. So, um, I'm going to get questions. Emotionally unavailable equals trauma response. It's real. Spin City says, preach, King. Um, she also says, people don't want to do the work. Um, in, in my 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 um, <laughs> in my former life, I was Mister Card Logic. So Tasha says, Derek, just pull out the damn cards. <laughs> I had to retire. <laughs> I had to retire the cards. We're not bringing those cards out tonight. Um, but yeah, it it's it sounds like this is a, a, always kind of the sentiment that I get. And I'm sure that you hear this too, Matt, and what you do over the years. You tell people that this is kind of like the recipe. And then they say, I want to do all that work. I want to do all of that. That sounds like a lot. Who wants to do all of that? I might as well be single. Well, guess what? Anything worth having, you got to work for. And guess what? You're working on yourself. What's more important than that? <laughs> <laughs> what's more important than you working on yourself yeah, that's what you gotta real you're not working for him because he wants something you working on you so that when he comes and y'all just and it's good you still gotta do some work to keep it growing but you're not doing this because somebody's saying you better be this way you're doing it to make yourself better at the end of the day even if you end up being single you're a better person <laughs> Yeah. So it's a win-win situation working on yourself. That's what people need to understand. You gotta, there's nobody on here that's beyond improvement. Nobody. We all got stuff to work on. We all got stuff to work on. And if you say, I ain't working on that because I they just gonna have to take me. This who I am. Don't be mad at the results. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at the results. Don't become bitter because the results that you get are because of you. <laughs> oh, that's another quotable of the night. 
Derek got bars tonight, y'all. So did you did you touch on the the bonus thing? Did you get to that, or was was that part of what you said? What well, well I, I was just saying that uh, that's chapter eighteen. But what I okay. just talked about. It was. It's the last chapter, but there's also a bonus, and I was just highlighting that that was coming from the end of the book, chapter 18. Gotcha, but, uh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. The, 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 the bonus chapter is chapter 19, and it, it is attraction. It's very important, and uh, I guess we can end it right there because y'all gonna buy this book, y'all not. Man. Right, just, exactly, exactly. We go. We, <laughs> right, we not. We not gonna give them all the all the goodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but 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 chapter 19 is is about attraction. And uh, it, it's it's the difference between being connected to your man or anchored to your man. And uh, the example I use is when, when I'm out and, and I meet women who are in relationships and uh, some some of them will literally walk away from me because I don't know they're in a relationship. And they're just like, well, I'm a little too attracted to you. Let me get away while I can in so many words. Okay. Then I'll meet another type of woman and I'll be talking to her, but, but there's, there's no like sexual energy present. And I'll stop the conversation and I say, you have a man, don't you? And she'll be like, how did you know? I was like, cause I felt his energy on you cause you weren't available to me. She's anchored to her man. The first woman is connected to her man. So I don't care how much of a deficit you're at as far as the marriage statistics, when you get married, you're supposed to be with that one person. You want to make sure that you have a high level of attraction to that person physically. And, 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 it, and it may translate to some other things. Maybe they have charisma, uh, you, you know, they're funny and, you know, they just have other attributes that make them highly attractive. But you want to be anchored to this man in a way that you are completely satisfied with him and he's checking all of your boxes especially physically because that way you're not physically available to the man that does check your boxes because guess what you're going to encounter that man right right that, you're definitely going to encounter that man so it, it's, it's better you have that man than to have to pull yourself away from that man because you're with a man that doesn't represent that and you meet that man right so I got a couple comments here. Um, Alan S. Wilson says work work is a four letter word that many people are afraid of. That's very true. Um, Spin City says bitter hypervigilance is also a trauma response. It's not it's not a good look, sis. Um, Chris Wesley Owen says that Idril example I find whack. The only thing I know about him is that he is good looking. He could be a horrible brother. Just good looking. Our thought process is off. We need to find someone without seeing them and be okay with that. It's not going to happen. And I get it. If you truly want what you say you want, looks may not play a part. I said what I said. That's cool, man. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, man. You know, um, but, but he just Elba. I use that example because he was the most eligible black bachelor on the planet who said that he wasn't looking to ever get married again. And he met a woman that captivated him, turned his world upside down in a good way. And he was married one year after he told Essence Magazine that he was never getting married again. And that's all based on how that woman showed up. So I did that to encourage my black women to say, no man is beyond being captivated. 
work every day to show up as the best possible version of yourself. And you never know what's going to happen. Right. And that, and that, um, and, and a lot of times too, even with that example, like, um, just in the work that we do, the examples that we have to use are like the people that we know that society by and large will say, this is the, the most attractive person. Like, you know, men, we always used to use Holly Berry all the time. That don't mean Holly Berry is the epitome of ever because we don't know who she is. She can't keep a relationship either. We don't know what's going on in that in, in that in, in that head of hers or in the household of hers. Um, so we use these as 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 markers because this is this is who our society identifies with. He may not be the best example, but he's the one that's sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, and we have to also be honest that a lot of people are driven into relationships by looks. It happens. Um, and that's the only thing that it's based on. And a lot of times we do that. We find out later that it, that it, it was a horrible decision, but a lot of us do that because we think that if we get that person that we're attracted to, the rest of it will just fall into place without doing the work, without asking the questions, without, without going through the growth process. Um, and I always keep saying that word growth because sometimes we get in a perpetual state of just being a boyfriend or a girlfriend and we go into to Fridays and go into the movies and, and, and there's no growth. And you just keep, and then you say, oh, you know, we've been together for three years. We might as well get married. There's no growth. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then it blows up. Um. And then you're like, what happened? We've been together all this time. You didn't grow. <laughs> you didn't grow. And, and and it's important that you take time to grow. And if you don't know how to do that, it's people out here like Matt, like Derek, this therapist, and all these other people out here that can kind of put those things together for you so you can marry. If, you, if you're thinking about get like I always talk about on my show, I, I was opposed to marriage counseling and do who needs that if we already in love but it's not about confirming your love it's about giving you tools so that you can stay together and do what's necessary in order for you to grow and so now if anybody asks me should i do hell yeah you should do it because we're not born with these tools we're not born with the tools to to communicate effectively. We're not born with the tools to sometimes we happen into it and we're we're very good at it, but most of us don't have these tools. We've we this is on the job training. We try to figure it out as we go. And guess what? If we don't know what to do, we end up in situations where we hurt ourselves, where we hurt each other, and then we like, but we gotta stay together. Let's we just gonna keep doing the same stuff that's got us in this bad place instead of saying we need help. It's okay. It's just, it's it, it, mental health. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go seek help. That's, that's a part of it. Like you and your, your relationship going through all these battles, it affects your brain. It affects how you deal with each other. That's some serious stuff. You got to take it seriously. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm laughing at a comment that I'm not going to, I can't do that on the air. Um, so, Let's let's do this. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to put I'm going to put the graphic up that I showed you. And I just want you to speak to the book. Tell them where they can get it from and all of that. And, and, um, and if you have any words you want to say before I do that, that's cool, too. But I, but you can speak while the graphic is up. OK, everyone, 
Thank you for tuning in, Derek. Thank you for having me. It's been a, a pleasure, you know, to be in front of you all and, and share these strategies and interact and interact with you all. This is my brand new book, How to Be Appealing to Successful Black Men for Black Women. It just came out April the 2nd, and uh, it's been revolutionizing the lives of many women who read it. They call it a game changer. This book is the best book that's ever been written on the subject matter. 19 chapters on how to prepare for and calibrate yourself to the, to the man who's going to be loving, present, consistent, and going to be there for you and elevate your quality of life. And be the and, and give you that long lasting relationship, healthy relationship that you're looking for. The man, the black man is out there. Don't believe the hype, the media. There are many successful black men out there who are waiting to encounter the epitome of a woman. So check my, my new book out at www.matthewchorn.com. Once again, that is how to be appealing to successful black men for black women. Cool. I think we 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 um we had a good show, man. I, I appreciate you um uh, for coming out again. Um and I'm sure we'll have you back again um with your expertise. Um like I told people on the show last night that they'll notice that I'm bringing on a lot of coaches and people that kind of do similar work and people that do different work because I want you guys to understand that you have people out here that that have tools that you can use in order to write the ship for you to kind of get you um to kind of get you at a point where you can start to work on being better at healing at making better decisions um so matt's book does that um matt you know he's a he's also a coach a dating coach and, and a motivational speaker so um he got a toolbox for y'all to pull from too so make sure you check that get that book um you know, go to his website. It's right under his name. If you're looking at the um, video on the audio, it's www.matthewchorn.com and get it in support, support him. Um, and I, like I always keep saying on my show, if we don't hold each other up, if we don't support each other, then who are we? Like nobody does it alone. So let's, let's just be good to each other. It's, um, it's uh domestic violence awareness month. So just be conscious of how we are to each other and do better. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody that has come and commented and, and stayed with us this long. <laughs> Cause you know, the funny thing about these two hour shows is when you talk to people who've watched the show, they'll say, I stayed on there the whole two hours. Mm. Like most of the people will say, I stayed on there for the whole two hours. So that says something about the content. Um, and then this being a bonus show, we had a lot of people on here. This isn't even the normal night. So that also is a testament to the quality of the content. So I thank you again, brother. I'm going to get out of here. Um, make sure you guys go to relationshipgumbo.info. I made it real like stupid, simple for y'all. I got these big, huge buttons on my page. You can just push it on your phone and you can find everything you need to do. I did that on purpose for, for um, ease of use. So make sure you do that. And we will see you guys again next week on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Same time, same place. And have a great night. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this, ayy. Cause better relationships need better ingredients, ayy. So if you want better relations, it's about communication. Finding love, staying together. We all wanna make it better, yeah. Derrick Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo.